Hey guys, it's Matt here, and I got a story for you. When I was a kid, I was playing hockey, and oh man, there was this one year, this one team, we could not beat these guys. They were all over us. There were competitive games, though. They were tight, but we just could not beat them. And I remember the last game of the year, it was up against this team, and we were gearing up. We were like, we have to get these guys. When we won that last game, it was so satisfying because we finally got the victory over the team that had dummied us, that had dominated us for so long. I think this is the same thing with sexual brokenness, with sexual sin, where there's been brokenness in our lives and the enemy has come and taken ground and he's dominated us for so long, but we get to make a difference. We get to be part of a message and a a mission of freedom. It is such a cool opportunity. So I want to invite you, men and women of any age, to be part of the Action Squad. The Action Squad is something that we're putting together right now. We're looking for 100 people to be on the Action Squad. There's going to be some competitive nature to it. There's prizes. And we're going to work together to help produce a documentary that is literally going to change the world. We're featuring stories of sexual brokenness, of people who have been restored and redeemed, reconciled to God and to people in their their lives. And we're going to feature these stories in this world-class documentary that will be a resource for churches to host movie nights, for small small groups to watch together, for families to watch and be inspired by. And it's going to highlight the problem in the church, but also show the, the power of God that is at work when we bring this stuff to light. And so if you want to be part of the Action Squad and help us put this documentary together, I would love for you to go to restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. You can watch a 10-minute video there that I put together on what it can look like for you to join us in this mission and be part of putting this documentary together. So restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Braden Hafner. Hey, 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 welcome back to another Pure Victory Podcast episode with Matt and Braden. We're excited to bust some more myths. All right, what are we going to do today? <laughs> yeah. The first myth is, well, it's really surrounding wedding nights. And what this means is... Wedding nights are a myth? They're a that's, myth. That's no, not a thing? Yeah, they're a myth. They're not a thing. No, <laughs> no. the idea that the wedding night has to be fireworks. Oh, it's going to be the best. You just look forward to your whole life if you save yourself. Like, oh, the wedding night. The best and- sex of your life. And often this is uh, this is something that's informed on us by our culture, society. This whole idea about maybe sexual compatibility. Like, this is the person I'm supposed to be with if sex with them is just it's, it knocks your socks off you know it's got to be like that right away so then we develop behavior and attitudes surrounding that idea and then you hit your wedding night with your spouse gonna and, get it on yeah and then all of a sudden it's it's very different than what you thought it was gonna be <laughs> okay so say so it's actually it ends up being this kind of dud and because you built it up in your mind in such a way and often what happens is maybe the wife is in the bathroom crying maybe the guy's frustrated and angry or hurt maybe either both of them and then you feel they feel like maybe their sex lives together are going to be terrible they start off on the wrong foot and maybe they start questioning whether this was the right thing or you know it's just it's one of these things that can erode intimacy right from the get-go and why this is a myth is because it's the whole idea surrounding that sex is 
something that you need to practice to get good at. And it's something that you need to practice before you're married to get good at. And you got to do all these things so you can be really good at it for marriage. Well, we're going to turn that upside down and say sex is something that you grow into, but you have to grow into it together in the context of marriage. So of course, it's not going to be fireworks from day one. It's something that you learn and grow together. <laughs> it's not something that you, it's like riding a bike, right? You're going to be good at it right from day one. No, you're not. Yeah. And sometimes it's awesome. Sometimes people have a great time, but it's just not always. And yeah. And so- there's, there's usually a reason why they have a great time. And we'll talk more about why that is, because if you just don't talk about it and all, you, you don't express your expectations then people end up getting a little frustrated or disillusioned or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So, so we don't want to say it would be a killjoy. Like, oh, no. it's just always terrible. <laughs> no, no, that's not true. That's thanks for clarifying that. <laughs> yeah, no, it can, it can be great. But just to have that expectation, like you literally don't know what it's going to be like. I mean, if you've not saved yourself from marriage, there's, there's no shame in that. I mean, we don't want to confess things and stuff like that, but, um, but we're talking really about the first times. And if somebody's a virgin and they've saved, saved themselves from marriage, then what's that first time going to be like? I, I don't know. I mean, we all get so excited thinking about who we're going to marry and we get excited thinking about the first time that we're going to have sex. And there's that anticipation when we go to, uh, to when, like when we get closer to that day. And, uh, and I remember my wife and I was like, we left our our wedding reception and I just remember that drive from the the reception to the hotel and we both like we just knew it was gonna happen but it was like it was kind of like a surreal moment like huh how's this gonna go mm-hmm. and uh and I I remember it was fun and it was good but it was also we laugh about it it's like we had no idea what we were doing. Like, mm. how does this work? How do people do this? Like, yeah. it was like such a such a funny thing. It wasn't it wasn't necessarily awkward because we were comfortable with each other. But I can't imagine like even from, like just from my experience, if it's not somebody that you're in love with and committed to, like the first time is often so awkward. Mm-hmm. I think I I don't know. I I mean I'm, I know for a lot of people it is really awkward for people, but when it's your first time and it's with someone you love, I mean there can be. Like it, it can be good and it can be fun, but it's also like he, it's not anything like pornography shows. Mm. It's like you got to take movies, it, TV. Yeah, yeah, movies, TV. Exactly, exactly. Like you got to take it slow. You got to do a lot of talking, communicating. Yeah, yeah. The best advice I ever had was actually one of my good buddies before I got married. He was married before me. And he pulled me aside. Actually, was on my, um, I think it was my bachelor party. And a funny conversation to have at my bachelor party. But he pulled me aside and he talked about the wedding night with me and just said, hey, you need to talk with your wife. You're, you're well, at that point, my fiance. <laughs> so you need to talk with Kristen about what your expectations are for that night. You need to take it slow. You need to temper your expectations a little bit. But you need to communicate with her about what's going to happen in that night. And I thought to myself at the time, okay, I, I get it, I guess. But that piece of advice, looking back now, was so vital for me because we did talk about it a bit and we were able to come to a same common ground that we both felt good with. And that that helped us so much because you have all these expectations in your mind that are unsaid. You don't talk about it. I don't yeah. think a lot of couples do when they're, they're engaged and, and moving towards that night. And they just don't know what the other's thinking, but they some way think that they do and and then the night happens you're disappointed because that person doesn't have the same idea as you or the same expectation of what's going to happen that night and then that's where that that you know kind of disillusionment occurs and we can avoid that just by having a conversation there's other things that can create a distance between us right like it might be porn that 
is informing our education about what our expectations should be, right? Like we think it's got to look like what it's on in the porn world. And uh, if we have that in our lives, that addiction or that struggle, then it's damaged our understanding that sex is a, is a giving thing. It's not about a, you know, a taking or a selfish thing. It's more to it. Oh yeah. And so the wedding night is so different because it's like in porn, you can just get whatever you want and you yeah. last as long as you want yeah. to, to some degree. And the wedding night's like, huh, this is like more about figuring things out and yeah. going slow and talking and like, oh, that didn't work. I don't know. I don't actually know how to do this. This is different than I expected. <laughs> That's like, right. what do you do? You just got to laugh through it. And But sometimes there really is frustration. And, and just to like kind of bust this myth, there's, I mean, I, I, this is different people's stories, but it's all confidential and just things that we've heard. But there's one one uh one couple that they just literally they couldn't do i mean it's not one couple actually there's more coming to mind Mm -hmm. but they it literally didn't work like they couldn't have sex on that night and so they were like so excited and they're virgins and they're coming together or maybe like one's a virgin one isn't and they're coming together and and they're like okay this is gonna happen and then it doesn't happen and the guy's too big or the girl's too small or there's too much like even just like mental anxiety there's pain and like the woman's body is too tense because it's the first time and Mm -hmm. you know i mean most men are a lot bigger than a tampon which is the only thing that they've ever (laughs) had in there and so then there's that fear and so sometimes it just doesn't happen and so we want to have these expectations like okay we're going to do our best see how it goes we're going to try it out but if it doesn't happen, then we're just going to try again tomorrow and we're just going to still love each other and, and enjoy our time together. And, you know, there's people that I heard one story one time where the girl grew up in Christian circles, had so much like, just don't have sex, don't have sex. That was her whole mentality. So then she got to that point and she heard, or she just kind of felt like it was dirty. And so she didn't, she couldn't do it. Like she, she felt like, oh, why are you coming on to me? and you're being dirty and so her thinking wasn't right and they hadn't talked about these things before mm-hmm. and so she made him she made him sleep on the floor and she slept in the bed and then he was frustrated like what i thought we were gonna have sex oh, but they hadn't God. talked about it before and you know there's people that well, we've mentioned this on different podcasts but there's people that go like they have sex three times in their first year or like or don't in their first year and there's just problems and there's you know there's different there's different situations out there and so we just all, we want the fireworks we want we want that for everybody we want that for us but we want to have the right expectations too because ultimately sex is so powerful and so bonding uh, or powerful the other way if it's if it goes wrong and and it, you know we don't handle it well but it's not ultimate like if if things don't work out on the wedding night it's not like that's it mm-hmm. like you can still love each other and still just go okay we're going to figure this out yeah, you know, I think that um, we need to view sex or sex lives together as husband and wife as a building exercise. You build into it. But I understand because our world doesn't teach that. Our world teaches that it needs to be this amazing thing from day one. And that's the sign that you're with the right person. And then you get disappointed when that doesn't work out the way. But sex isn't like that. You're learning each other. You're different. I mean, you're not identical. Because, I mean, if the only way that you're going to have fireworks from day one is if that person knows everything about you. And it doesn't work like that. There's going to be things you're learning about each other, what you do like, what you don't like. Maybe you have some, like Matt said, a little bit of shame that surrounds this idea of sex. Maybe it was never talked about in your home. Maybe it was something you swept under the rug and it was just, don't think about it. Squeeze your legs, you know, grit your teeth. Don't think about sex. And then you get married. You're expected to all of a sudden be great at it. (laughs) What in other life, what other things in life are like that? Nothing. 
everything takes time and, and, and you work in that and intimacy and with sex is something that you build in together. And there's more than just a physical act. It's learning how to talk to each other, learning how to have affection for one another, learning how to be spiritually intimate, emotionally intimate. You build into this, that builds a stronger sex life together. And you can only do that in a safe place in the context of marriage. Outside of marriage, it's something that's damaging because you don't share that intimacy, that connection that only can come through a deep connection like marriage. So, you know, this is something you build and you grow in over time together. So give each other that allowance, that understanding. Hey, you know, we got to learn each other and we got to give ourselves some time and some grace in this. And I don't know if you've ever heard this, but their studies have been done. And I've mentioned this in other podcasts, but they found that couples out of that were pulled, the sweet spot for marriage is in year 20 to 25. And that's when they find their best sex lives together. And that doesn't mean it diminishes there, it just changes, but that's the sweet spot they say. So what does that tell us? It took them 20 years to really learn each other. And that's what sex is about. It's about learning each other and giving to your spouse. It's not about taking and pouring off. And I know for me, and I know probably for you, Matt, too, like we had to battle this mindset that really warped our expectations of that night and sex in general. That was based in this selfish idea of sex about me getting off, me getting everything I need, that my spouse is there for me instead of I'm there for them. You know, you got to change that. And when you talk about your expectations together and you share that, really what should guide that conversation is the idea that I'm here for you. I'm here to, to love you. It's not about what I take from you. I want to share what I like and what I don't like for sure. But really, I want to have a listening ear about what matters to you, what you care about. Do you have shame about this? Let's talk about that. Are you a little bit scared that it could hurt you? in the first night there. Let's talk about that. You know, how could we navigate that? You know, maybe, you know, all these different things, like how do you create that safe place to talk about it? And I think that before the wedding night even happens, you need to have that conversation to make that night something more enjoyable. Yeah. Are you nervous about me naked together? Or do you yeah. want to take your own clothes yeah. off? Do you want to take the other person's clothes off? Yeah. Do you want to have a hot tub together, sit in front of the fireplace Do, you do before you do it? Like, yeah. how do you feel about, how do you be, feel about fondling each other with hands? Mm-hmm. Or how do you feel about oral sex both ways? Like, how do you like talk about that stuff? You got to talk about all of it. I know for us, we had a bit of a plan. Like we were like, okay, this is how we're going to do it. And we were advised to do that. That helped us actually. Yeah. Some people, it's probably more spontaneous. We didn't plan on like a hundred percent, but we definitely had a plan. So we both kind of knew somewhat of what, what it was going to look like. That helped us a lot. And, uh, it is, it's, it's, it's funny. It's, it's growing together and you got to learn each other. And sometimes when there's disappointment, things go south and there's, there's various couples that when there's trouble early on, it just drives them apart and it, and it drives them into bitterness and resentment and just like a, a huge amount of disappointment. And so that highlights heart issues and like, how are you dealing with those things? And there's power in there's so much power in sex. Satan knows that, so he wants to use it to destroy and to cause division in a marriage. Mm-hmm. And so we we want to be on guard and not let that happen, even if there is disappointment. And so talking about about growing together, there's this idea out there that hey, sex is like you you got to play around, right? Like you gotta you gotta test drive the car before you buy it. You got to take it off the lot. You got to test drive a few before you buy it. You got to mm-hmm. know that it's going to fit. Yeah, right? And so there's this idea that we got to take yeah. take people for sexy test drives. We got to test out all these people. Make sure that we're compatible. How do I know yeah. that, you're com- that I'm compatible with that person? Got to get let- really good at driving, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just here's a hint. If you know you're compatible, 
one of you has a penis and the other has a vagina that, that and then you have a heart for each other to grow to grow together that's how you know you're compatible and you've made the commitment to love each other in marriage that's the big caveat for there but it's so true like I think that there's this idea of practice. We got to have practice to get good at this so we're at our best for our spouse, right? So our years as a late, late teen and into our 20s that when we're single, we got to sow our wild oats. We got to figure this out, you know, how to do this, be good at sex so that when we come together with our our spouse that we're just amazing at this. Or if you're with your spouse, um, I mean, they're, you're dating them or a fiance, whatever, that we got to get really good at sex now um, so that it's great in marriage. You know, you have this upset I down mentality about sex and I'm going to tell you that's not a good myth to buy into that you got to go on these sexy test drives <laughs> I love that but the reason why I say that is because sex doesn't work like that sex isn't like a physical act that like you you do with to say like shaking someone's hand and it doesn't do anything to you internally you know we know this that when we have intimacy when we're have intercourse with somebody that we bind with them we connect with them it shows this in our even our brain chemistry how it there's a the binding agent that occurs when we have sex with somebody and a part of us is almost given to them so to speak and then we we know this is you know if christ followers in a spiritual sense but even a physiological sense something happens with our neurochemistry in our brain that connects us and binds us with that other person if you keep doing that over and over again of having sex with somebody or, or multiple partners before marriage your ability to bind with your spouse is vastly diminished to the point where it's even hindered, where you may have a real difficult time connecting with your spouse sexually because you don't have the ability in your brain anymore. You've given yourself so many times to multiple partners where you don't have much left to give. And then your ability to connect with them is gone. Like you can't bind with them anymore. And you know the amazing thing about sex is God designed it so that when we have sex with our spouse, we become more and more attracted to them we become a more and more desirable to them and we desire them more and we grow together. Our bind grows stronger over time with that one person. So this idea that sex is just a physical act that I got to get good at, like, you know, Matt's doing a ton of push-ups right now. And so the more that he does, you know, he gets better at it over time. The more I look like Brad over time, I'm trying. <laughs> That's right. You can build up to these twigs of arms here too. And um, so <laughs> But what I mean is like, you know, it isn't like that. It isn't like a something that we practice and get good at, and that's going to serve us well. No, sex is something that we grow in together in our intimacy together, and we should focus on that in the context of marriage with one partner. Now, you might be listening to this, and you're like, "Well, Brad, and like, I've slept with a lot of people. I've I've messed around with a lot of people, and I do want to be married, and um, I'm struggling with this because I really feel a lot of shame and guilt about this." I'm going to tell you right now that just because you know damage has been done in this area for you. God can completely restore you in this. He can. If you seek him out, he absolutely can transform you in these areas. So there's hope here. I'm just saying it makes it a lot more difficult on you. And God knows best here. He, he created sex for marriage. It wasn't, you know, something that is separate from that. You can't remove that from each other because of the way that sex binds us so closely together. So this idea of going on these sexy test drives, you know what? That harms you and that harms your spouse, your future spouse. Like just... Like we, I would highly encourage you, if you think differently than us right now, maybe just start to doubt your doubts a little bit about what we're saying here, because you probably doubt us, but doubt that doubt. Yeah. <laughs> I know it sounds a little bit psychobabble, but you know, maybe just think about this a little bit more. What if this is damaging me? What if this is damaging my future spouse? The truth is when you buy a car, there's a lot that you don't know about it when you buy it. So once you buy it, you're, you're getting to know it. There's different features or 
even like the gas mileage and there's you know some people they 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 fill up a jerry can of gas and then they drive their car till it's empty and then they fill it up just because they're like i want to know how how far below zero i can go if i'm ever in a pinch and so you're getting to know your car and it's the same thing in this so when you're getting to know your spouse i just want to be real and talk practical what does it look like to get to know them well there's different people that last different lengths of time like different guys some guys last zero seconds some guys last two minutes some guys last half an hour three hours whatever there's different lengths of time that people last that guys last in intercourse there's there's did you just say three hours <laughs> oh man i heard that one time i was like three hours and i heard zero seconds too man that's far ends of the spectrum there <laughs> anyways uh, i know you're giving the you're, you're just giving it as an illustration yeah no it's true yeah. but those are real these are those are real yeah. things <laughs> that is funny though three hours man no but that's thing so uh, because but truthfully there are guys that are like oh i i couldn't orgasm i couldn't get off and then that causes disappointment or trouble too because it's like oh why is this taking three hours but sometimes there's reasons for that you got to get to know each other some women they'll orgasm after 10 minutes some it takes them an hour they're 40 minutes whatever so some will orgasm with uh with intercourse some it's more with that uh, with their hand or with oral you got to get to know each other and so i just remember watching pornography and being like man i don't think that i can physically do that i don't think that i can you know do it in the same way or for the same length of time as these people on in porn because it just seems like there's like so much control or Mm -hmm. you know they can last forever and so i talked to somebody before i'm like like how does it actually look and there's different people like i remember one guy going he's like you need towels like you need towels in bed with each other i'm like what do you mean He's like, well, it's like there's like messes that create. I'm like, okay, I don't understand it. And so I don't think that that's like everybody's experience, but that was their experience. And the point is that they're getting to know each other and like what works for them. And other people are like, no, we don't do that. We just like play around for two hours, but you get to know. And so I remember talking to different people like, how does this actually look like? And some of them, they'd go, you know what? I actually can't last for long enough to satisfy my spouse or they talk about simultaneous uh, orgasms and I remember one guy he's like I, I actually can't like I've done that like five times in my 40 years of marriage or something but he's like but I just do it with my hand and, I, and it's like the best when I'm able to pleasure my wife mm. with my hand mm, right. so there's that where it's like you figure out what works and you make it work so I just want to get real and like you know there's a lot of in- questions and insecurities especially when we haven't done it or we always mm-hmm. just see the ideal that's promoted uh, in porn or on magazines or in movies and sometimes we're like oh, I don't think that I could do yeah. that yeah it's based in a lot of those things and you know the thing that I uh, really the crux of it is you don't need to learn how to be great at sex you le- need to learn how to be great at sex with your spouse there's a distinction I hope you picked up on it yeah um, because you're learning one person and this isn't about you having multiple experiences to give you more of a skill set this is something that you grow in with your spouse because your spouse is unique. There's only one of them. There's only one of them. And that's the one that God has entrusted to you and that you've made this commitment, this covenant with to grow in intimacy. And that's really the key here too is porn and movies and whatever else, but well, let's talk about porn. It removes intimacy. There is no intimacy. There is no connection between those people on screen. They're actors and they are, they're presenting a lie to you that sex is a selfish thing and that whatever partner you have will just give in to you no matter what you want. So they're not even human really is what's being presented. 
And so that's not intimacy. Intimacy is about into me, I you see, right? Like you are understanding and growing and trying to learn this person that takes time and, you know, affection and safety and security, commitment and love. It takes all these things to grow in your intimacy. So this isn't something that you can test drive. You know, intimacy is something you build together in your marriage. You know, I think often uh, um, we view marriage too, and we can equate this to sex as well, that, you know, you get married and your marriage is represented by this, all of a sudden this massive oak tree, right? It's just there. It didn't take time to grow. It's just there. That's what your marriage is. And you got to water that and take care of this thing that's already great. That's the wrong view of marriage (laughs) and the wrong view of sex, to be frank. Let's look at it a different way. Marriage is like building a brick house, brick by brick. No different than your sex life as well with your spouse. You got to build it. It isn't something that's there and you're watering something that already exists. You have to build this. And this is, so this should change the way you view this myth, right? This is, takes work and time and commitment to your spouse, one person. And I'm going to tell you, some of you might be like, it sounds better to have sex with all these people because, you know, there's way more experience. That's the whole sowing your wild oats mentality. I'm going to tell you right now, sex with one person, your spouse, God designed that to be the best sex you possibly could ever have. And studies have shown this. Married people are happier, healthier, wealthier, and have greater and better sex lives. This is what stats show us. This is what studies have shown us. Did you catch all those things? And the reason why is because that mar- that relationship is so powerful, so amazing. And the sex that you can experience growing together with one person over time, that's where the fireworks come. It really is. Yeah, I remember being engaged and someone was like, man, I have... I have kids that are in elementary, but the people older than me are saying, just wait till you're, you're empty nesters, like empty nester sex. That's the best. <laughs> and I'm like, what? These people are like, they're like in their fifties and sixties and saying right. that's the best. But yeah. I've heard that multiple times since it's like, that's the best. So been 20, 30 years of marriage, 40 years. Mm-hmm. And they're just, they're, they're knowing each other. Um, often even last week, I, yeah, I read something somebody writing about like, holy man, if I knew sex could be this good later in the later years of marriage, I would have been shocked when I was younger, but it just gets better. So sexy test drives, myth busted. (laughs) Oh, we got to do this, right? (laughs) Yeah, I would say that myth is busted (laughs) just based on what we know about intimacy, about marriage and sex that you can't remove them from each other. And we're not designed to practice sex to get good at it. It's not like Matt doing his pushups. It really is about, we, I need to learn this one person and together we grow together as we build into this. So don't go on sexy test drives. And if you're thinking and you're jumping in right now, go back to the beginning of the podcast because it won't make sense to you right now. We're not talking about driving a fancy Lamborghini here. <laughs> We're talking about using, you know, um, the experiences before marriage to get good at sex. We don't think that's a great idea. Well, even stronger language, that is not a good idea. <laughs> so Yeah, we want to leave that with you and we encourage you, even if you feel like, well, I've messed up here. I've, I've had sex before marriage and even my, you know, my marriage right now, we did have sex before and we feel bad about it or or whatever else. I'm just going to tell you right now that there is hope and growth beyond that. That doesn't mean that you're broken and unfixable and or whatever else. No, God's for you. He's with you. He loves you and he wants to work in your life in a way where the, the pain of that moment, those moments, the guilt, whatever you're feeling, he's, he wants to take that. And he, he died for your sin, you know, and if you aren't a Christ follower, we just encourage you. We really believe the best decision you can make is to follow Jesus. So we would encourage you right now 
to to look into that, reach out to a Christian, maybe you know our church, local church, to find out more about that. But we believe following Jesus is the best decision you can make. And he knows what's best for us too. This isn't about a bunch of religious rules. God designed sex, he designed marriage, and he knows what's best for us and how to experience that in the way that he created it to be experienced. So uh, blessings upon you guys. Thanks for tuning in. We will check in with you next week. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.